0: This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. A Surgeon General has called the COVID vaccines the antichrist of all products. Should I repeat that? The Surgeon General of Florida has called... The COVID vaccines that are not vaccines, the antichrist of all products. Now, that's pretty, a pretty unusual analogy, but it's also a pretty powerful statement. So what we want to do today is find out why he would say that. What is the significance that an attorney general for the state of Florida would make such a profound statement? By the time we're through today here on Viewpoint, you will well understand why he said that. And it's not just because of the things, all the other things that he said. It's because of the rest of the story. So whether you're listening to Paul Harvey today or Chuck Chris Meyer, You're going to hear the rest of the story. And the rest of the story is not pretty. So I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's Conversation. As always, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. First of all, we should understand that a major study has concluded that not one college or pro athlete died ...from the COVID virus. Not one college or pro-athlete has died from the COVID virus. In the United States alone, 3,000 colleges sponsor organized sports. Plus, the NAIA and all the junior colleges. But research into more than 1 million college and professional athletes aged 18 to 38 shows that there were zero who died as a result of the COVID virus. Notice they didn't say as the result of the COVID vaccine, they said as the result of the COVID virus. I guess you can get the drift then of where we're going here today on Viewpoint. That the so-called vaccine, which was not a vaccine, an experimental jab that did not accomplish never was going to accomplish the purposes of a vaccine, which were to prevent someone from catching the virus and also to prevent someone tr- from transmitting it. That was the basic function and definition of a vaccine before COVID. Then came all of the experimental offerings from J- J&J, J uh, from uh, uh Pfizer, and uh, a variety of others with a so-called vaccine that was not a vaccine. Totally experimental, not proven. And not one college or pro-athlete died from the COVID virus. So then why did so many, and why are so many continuing to die? And here's just a little sampling, friends. A gospel singer, Pedro Henrique. 30 years of age, collapsed and died during a performance in Brazil. The singer was pronounced dead, citing a massive heart attack. One Instagram user who witnessed the incident through a live uh, view described closing her eyes to listen to Enrique's beautiful performance and then, when I opened, he was lying on the stage. Now, why would he be doing that? Nobody wants to tell you. Nobody wants to tell you why he had this massive heart attack at the age of only 30. Only 30. Now, if you were to take that all by itself, you would say, well, that's just anecdotal. True, just anecdotal. But how about the hundreds and thousands of other anecdotal statements coming through? Over the past year or so, we have been providing you with dozens and dozens and dozens of these And in not one single one have the medical authorities ever released the real cause of death. Not one. Why do you think that would be? Just asking. I mean, you are a jury of our peers here. And you have proper reason abilities, reasoning abilities to conclude from the sheer absence or refusal of medical authorities and political authorities uh, to release and reveal the causes of death of these young people, athletes, singers, whatever. You have the right to conclude that they're hiding something. Now, what else would they be hiding that would be of such significance in order to categorically refuse to reveal this information? The answer is very simple. They don't want you to know that it was due to the COVID jabs. And then we have the Thai princess. The Thai princess in a coma after her third Pfizer COVID booster. The likely heir to the throne in Thailand collapsed with heart issues and went into a coma And it was three weeks after her third Pfizer booster shot. The 44 year old eldest daughter of the king was reported to be in excellent health prior to receiving the third booster. Then we have this Eric Montrose. He was an NBA player and referred to as the vaccine ambassador. He died at the age of 52. He played on the 1993 North Carolina Tar Heels Basketball National Championship team, played eight seasons with the NBA, and then he died. Why did he die? Well, some said we had cancer. Why did he have cancer? You see, the problem was an undisclosed form of cancer why it was undisclosed because the reality friends that has been revealed over and over again is that these jabs have upped the occurrence of cancer so dramatically that it's literally frightened medical practitioners not just causing heart problems but causing cancer problems radical fast moving cancer problems and then we have Ian Vidal, a Canadian reporter who called for unvaccinated police to be fired and pushed for concentration camps for those who refused to get the COVID jab. He died. He was just 33. He worked as a reporter and editor at the Financial Post and was previously a producer at BNN Bloomberg, he died after being hospitalized and declared neurologically dead. 33 years of age. He went to social media multiple times to advocate for incentives to encourage COVID-19 vaccination, even telling people that they should be arrested and taken to concentration camps. He's dead, 33 years of age, and you know why he took the jab. We'll be back. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. And again, we open this segment with the same opening that we did with the beginning of the program. And that is that the Florida Surgeon General has declared that the COVID vaccines, jabs, are the Antichrist of all products. I didn't make that up. The Antichrist of all products products. In other words, he has a very, very, very strong viewpoint concerning what's going on, and he has a reason for believing that, because the record reveals it. And those who are trying to hide the records also reveal it. If you don't have something to hide, then why are you hiding it? Well, that's the reason why, apparently, the CIA... Central Intelligence Agency is being sued for hiding COVID pandemic records. You've got that right, friends. COVID-19 apparently escaped from a Chinese lab experimenting on bat viruses, circled the globe, killing millions. Untold, thousands have suffered side effects, up to and including death, from the experimental mRNA treatments demanded by many officials in and out of government. And now the Central Intelligence Agency is being sued for refusing to release records relating to an investigation of the origins of COVID. Now, why would the Central Intelligence Agency, that's supposed to be there to protect Americans and our lives and our country, be refusing to reveal what they discovered. The court case followed a refusal by the CIA to comply with the requirements of the Federal Freedom of Information Act through which the records connected to its team tasked with investigating the lab leak theory were sought. That theory suggests that COVID-19 was created in an escape from a lab not the scientifically implausible ideology promoted by many government officials at the time that the virus spontaneously moved from animals to humans. So, did the CIA hide the true origins of COVID to keep the American people in the dark? Why is it they're refusing to release these records when the proper procedures have been presented to cause them to reveal them. Obviously, there's something to hide. That's the only reasonable conclusion that reasonable people could draw, don't you think? And I assume that most of you who are listening to this program are, broadly speaking, reasonable people. And that's why you're listening to this program. And now, the FDA... Federal, the the Food and Drug Administration has been forced to release documents admitting that they knew that COVID vaccines caused heart inflammation. FDA knew there were serious health issues with COVID vaccines, but approved them anyway without any transparency. In other words, without revealing to anybody the danger. Now, if a company were to produce a product that they knew or should have known caused potential serious danger to those who would obtain the product, and they did not reveal it, they would be held responsible, legally, So why is it, then, that the FDA would not be held responsible if they knew the so-called COVID vaccines caused heart inflammation, along with many other things, by the way? You see, the problem here is that we have a double or triple standard. A company that produces a product is held responsible under the law for the damages that flow from that product particularly if those the injury or or uh, danger was known or could or should have been known given reasonable diligence and if something comes up that they could not have known or did not know, then they have to do a recall. Have you noticed all the recalls that have been taking place these days? In fact, I heard that all the Tesla cars were recalled recently. You see, the reason why companies do that is to protect themselves. So why is it that the FDA is not held responsible for revealing what they were supposed to protect against the very health of the American people. So, a scientist has issued a dire warning about COVID boosters and mRNA shots. Uh, We've had a number of those who have issued these dire warnings, and now we have another one. Uh, You may recall... Uh, the dire warning given two years ago by the developer of the mRNA protocol, Dr. Malone, who came out and warned the entire world, he said, you must stop using this mRNA uh, vaccine or Jab, you must stop using it because it is far too dangerous. So he put the world on notice. He put the country on notice. He put Doctor Fauci on notice. He put Doctor Burks on notice. He, uh, he he put all of the uh, medical people on notice. He put the CDC centers for disease control on notice by making that statement. Do you think it made any difference to them? No because they had a different agenda. What was the different agenda? The different agenda was to take dominion and control. In other words, to use this so-called pandemic as the means to seize the opportunity to demonstrate their power to control and mandate control of the people not only in the United States of America, but throughout the planet. That was their goal. And they did it, and they did it well. And they did not expect the kind of backlash that they received in America. Neither did they expect the kind of acceptance that they expected in America. What kind of expectance was that? Well, Dr. Burks, you may recall her, came out with her uh, Uh, scarf around the neck all the time for uh, television interviews when Donald Trump was still in office, together with uh, Dr. Fauci, and uh, they would appear uh, to lend the aura of officialdom, and uh, you can trust us, we know the truth, you can trust us, go get the jab, because if you don't, you're going to die. That was their message. Later, about two years later, Dr. Burks wrote a book. And she was interviewed concerning that book. And in the interview, she said this. We were shocked that if she and Dr. Fauci and those with him, we were shocked that the American people were so easily submissive to what we told them to do. It just blew them away. They thought Americans... We're more independent than that. We're more, shall we say, reasonable and reasoning and questioning of authority than that. But no, Americans, like following the Pied Piper over the cliff, took everything they said as the breadcrumbs to lead them inevitably to their dangerous destination. And that's where things went. So we even have revelation from Dr. Burks, And she also went on to say, I never did believe that these shots would prevent the transmission of the disease or, or the virus or uh, keep people from getting it. I never did believe that. Did you know that? Did you know that she never believed that? And how about Dr. Fauci? Did he share her sentiments? And then why is it that the President of the United States, Joseph Biden, came on national television over and over again and said, if you don't get the jab, you're going to die, or you're going to get the virus and likely die? But if you get the jab, here's what he said you will not get the virus. It was a lie. There was no foundational truth to it. Did he know that at the time? If he didn't know it at the time, he had the obligation as the leader of this country to discover as much of the truth as possible. Apparently, he didn't do that. Why? Because they had a bigger agenda. What was the bigger agenda? Well, as Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, said, it was to seize the opportunity of this uh, virus to show the ability of government to gain dominion over the people and get them corralled. I'm putting it in a vernacular that everybody can understand. In other words, to prepare the way for a one-world government. This was the way to do it. So a scientist now has issued a dire warning, another scientist, about COVID boosters and mRNA shots. Dr. Joseph Mercola says, according to research published in December of 2023, this last month, the mRNA COVID shots suffer high rates of ribosomal frame-shifting, which causes your cells to produce off-target proteins that can trigger unintended immune reactions. Unintended immune reactions. This is what's happening to people all over the planet. According to the authors, off-target cellular immune responses occur in 25 to 30 percent of the people who have received the COVID shot. In other words, rather than strengthening their immune systems, it has destroyed them. Or at the very least, weakened them. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration and Australia's Therapeutic Goods Administration are refusing to release the rna stability data that they supposedly relied on when approving a change to Pfizer shot why again are they refusing to release the data you should be able to answer that question very easily reasonable people will conclude unless they have evidence to the contrary that the refusal to manifest or make clear that which is required to be produced is because they have something to hide. It isn't good. That if it was revealed, would not go well for those that are being asked to reveal it. So what would happen to somebody if they did release such a thing? Well, here we have it. Are you ready? Ready? The administrator of New Zealand's COVID vaccine database turned whistleblower, and he revealed an alarming percentage of individuals who received the COVID jab died soon after it it had been given. After several independent media outlets published Liz Gunn's interview, that's the Uh, New Zealand administrator he was arrested in relation to the so-called unauthorized disclosure and misuse of data that's what the police said unauthorized disclosure and misuse of data in other words he released data that told the truth that they didn't want anybody to hear that's the way to put it so he's charged with accessing a computer system for dishonest purposes No, it wasn't for dishonest purposes. It was for honest purposes that they were dishonesting, dishonestly trying to keep for the people. You see how this works? This is the whole battle for misinformation and disinformation. Oh, my. Did you know that that's the number one thing now on the World Economics Forum crisis list? We'll be right back.
1: There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries.
0: Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Again, for the third time in this program, we reveal what the Florida Surgeon General has said concerning COVID shots. He says that the COVID shots are the antichrist of all products. What he's saying is that they're the worst, most threatening, most sinister product related to what we think about the antichrist as being a counterfeit Christ. It's a very powerful analogy, one that would not would not normally hear a doctor say, but obviously he's very serious about it. The New Zealand whistleblower is also very serious, and that's why the New Zealand administrator of COVID vaccine databases turned whistleblower, because he was very concerned that the his countrymen, the leaders in his country, medical and, and, and political, were deceiving the people to their detriment. So, he's charged with access, accessing a computer system for dishonest purposes. He broke down the numbers by vaccine batches. In batch one, for example, there were 711 people that were vaccinated And 152 of those, or 21%, died soon after. 21% of those that received the vaccine died soon after. Most of the vaccine batches were doses from Pfizer. He also broke down the data of those administering the shots and those receiving them. And the numbers were, again, equally alarming. One vaccinator jabbed 621 people. Of those, 104 died. That was 17%. He said this should never happen. He added that the percentage of those who die from what would be a normal vaccine administration would be less than 1%. That's what they wanted to hide, friends. That's what the leaders in New Zealand wanted to hide. And if you were a leader in New Zealand, you'd probably want to hide it too unless you had a reason, a strong reason, why you would not want that information to come out, maybe you were part of the movement for a new global government. And you knew that this was part and parcel of that effort, and you were not going to let on that you were also deceiving your citizens to turn New Zealand citizens into the citizens of a new world order. So, the whistleblower was arrested. And new Zealand launched an employment investigation and accused this health sector worker of spreading misinformation using government data about COVID na- vaccines. No, friends, this was not misinformation. This was real information, that they did not want to come out. That's not misinformation. They were engaged in a process of disinformation because they did not want the information out. Here's what's happening. Please listen carefully. Even as I write the book, even today, writing on the matter of persecution when persecution comes. And I'm talking about how it's coming in families and how it's coming in our churches. One of the key agencies through which it comes is the whole fulcrum issue over misinformation and disinformation. Here's how it works. If you tell people, uh, for instance, let's go back to the story of Adam and Eve in the garden. God said to Adam, you may eat of every tree of the garden, except the tree in the middle of the garden. You may not eat of that tree, for in the day you eat of it, you will surely die. Now, was that information? Was that Misinformation, or was it disinformation? Well, it depends on your viewpoint and what your agenda is. So along comes the deceiver in the form of a serpent. And he comes to Eve because she is the one who's most easily deceivable because, well, she's just created emotionally. More emotional, more susceptible than Adam. Let's put it that way. And so he says to her, you're not going to surely die because God knows that in the day you eat of it, you're going to be like him and you're going to know good and evil. Well, who wouldn't want to know that? Oh, okay. So she agrees, submits to the disinformation. Actually, it's misinformation that comes from Satan. And she encourages her husband to embrace this misinformation that ultimately will lead to their eternal damnation. And that of all everybody that will follow after them unless they receive salvation through Christ. So here's what happens. Somebody comes to you and says, did Jesus actually say, that whoever divorces their spouse causes them to commit adultery, and whoever marries the one so divorced commits adultery. Did Jesus say that? Well, the answer is yes, he did. That's exactly what he said. So then the next thing that the pastor or your friend says is, but that's not true. Because in reality, if you divorce your spouse or are divorced by your spouse, and uh, you weren't responsible, then you can go and remarry and no problem. But Jesus didn't say that. Who said that? Your pastor? Your Christian counselor? Your Christian buddy? They said it. They gave you misinformation, and now you're going to have to make a decision between biblical information and their misinformation that you prefer to believe. So what are you going to believe? That's your choice. That's where the church is facing today. And quite frankly, if you put this in the context of, say, uh, the practice of homosexuality or transgenderism or any of these things uh, that are very popular and common. Uh, they're in the news constantly, and Joe Biden, is, uh, as did Barack Obama, try to drive the issue of abortion, drive the drive the issue of homosexuality, and so on, all across the world. So, that issue is going to increasingly be used, yes, even in our churches, to bring different levels of persecution to. People in our churches. And the larger the group becomes that buys into the misinformation or the lie, the greater you are to be persecuted by them. And the greater the intensity of the animosity in rejecting you and your true information makes you the object of persecution. That's how it happens, that's how it works. It's not really a mystery. That's how it works. And it steps up in intensity until such time as, for instance, if you contend that to take the infamous mark of the beast will consign you to eternal damnation, as the Bible says, but the rest of your fellows around you even professing Christians now, increasingly say no because God loves you so much, and pastors begin to say that, then you become the object not only of derision, but you must be removed because you're causing offense to the majority of the people that are buying into the misinformation or disinformation. And that's how the persecution will come. If you don't take the mark of the beast, and the majority do, then obviously you are a problem. And if you're keeping your children from receiving that infamous mark, then obviously you're a child abuser. And your children are no longer your children because the government determines they're their children. And so you're persecuted by having your kids removed. And on and on it goes in relative intensity until such time as Jesus described that parents rise against their children, children against their parents, husbands against wives, wives against husbands, pastors against their people, people against their pastors. And you see how it happens. That's why we need to be prepared, friends. And Americans are not prepared for anything like this. And it's coming rapidly. It's coming rapidly. Just look at how people had to endure levels of persecution from their family members if you didn't want to take the jab. Who do you think you are? Families were completely separated. They no longer got together together for family meals. Levels of hatred and rejection developed. Are you listening, my friend? Are you listening? This is how it happens. And if it happened over COVID this way and the vaccine, that's just the beginning which the leaders of our world, the so-called elites of our world, well know. And so they're planning ahead. Oh, yes, they're planning ahead. We'll talk about that in the final segment of the program, if you can handle it. You are listening to Viewpoint, friends, and Viewpoint does determine destiny. We don't do this program here as a game. Nobody makes any money from this program. This is an act of love, labor of love, and obedience to the call of the Lord to prepare the way of the Lord for history's final hour. We'll be right
1: back. Click cell church.
0: In America's counties in California, I know for sure, there were congregations who uh, the pastor said, we're not going to close down. The government says you're going to have to close down Uh, because of the COVID situation. They said, no way, no how. So they decided to stay open. Many closed down. In fact, massive numbers of churches have closed absolutely completely and forever as a result of so-called obedience to government edicts concerning COVID. So what did government do in response to those pastors or church boards or whatever decided not to close? Well, in most instances, they decided to fine them. I know of one congregation that has fines exceeding a million dollars. That's right, fines exceeding a million dollars for staying open. But if you were in Canada, that would not have sufficed. Pastors were arrested and imprisoned. So what if that were to happen the next time around? You see, Canada is just a little bit ahead of us in terms of uh, levels of persecution and coming against uh, people who want to Walk with the Lord in the light of His Word. But we're heading that way very rapidly. We really are. And it's not just a matter of politics, it's a matter of Godlessness. It's a matter of rebellion against the authority of God and His Word. And it, yes, it does have political ramifications. But at the root, it's not politics, it's spiritual. That's what the persecution is about. To compel people to do the will of somebody else. Sometimes under color of law. Other times under just color of culture or emotion. What do you think caused 131 Nigerians, Christian Nigerians, to be butchered in one day? I believe it was Christmas Day to be butchered there in Nigeria by uh, one of the two main uh, Muslim uh, rabid uh, tribes or, or groups. What, what motivated that? It wasn't a government edict. It was religious persecution. Flagrant You're not going to have any place in Nigeria if you're a Christian. The same spirit is in India. You're not going to have any place in India if you're a professing Christian. That's the viewpoint of Mr. Modi, who is increasingly being revered as the great president there in India. He is bringing about a 100% Hindu nation, and will wink at all persecution against Christians, and already is. So you see, this is coming all over the world. And with regard to COVID and the jabs, it gives us a window of opportunity to see how these things come. An ex-Kaiser nurse, this came from the World Tribune, most COVID deaths were caused by treatment protocols, not by the virus. She said the overwhelming majority of COVID deaths were actually caused by the treatment protocols dictated by the COVID overlords and not the virus. She's a a former Kaiser Permanente nurse, and she said that to the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. She said there were early treatments and inpatient treatments available that reduced the COVID death rate by over 90%, but, she said, they wouldn't allow them. She said it wasn't the virus that caused the pandemic. It was the response to the virus that caused the pandemic. The top-down dictated treatment protocols and vaccination directives that caused nearly all the morbidity and mortality It was all preventable, she said, if we had listened to the people that our government wanted to silence. The COVID injections, she said, increased all-cause mortality in our hospitals by up to 80%. One of the reasons, she said it was a pandemic of the unvaccinated, as Joe Biden kept saying, is that McRae said that the EMR systems like EPI were programmed to default all COVID cases to be unvaccinated. So nurses were not told how to change that system. They would make notations in the chart, but the statistics the hospital reported were based on the vaccine status electronic field not from the notes so anyone looking at hospital statistics could reasonably conclude that it was the pandemic of the unvaccinated when in fact it was actually just the opposite so where are we going here on january 1st 2024 this year 231 current and former service members from various branches of the United States Armed Forces came together to sign what is called the Declaration of Military Accountability. This is big, friends. This is big-time stuff. This is courageous stuff. This document, spearheaded by Commander Robert A. Green, Jr. of the U.S. Navy, sparks a significant moment in military history calling for sweeping reforms and accountability within the armed forces. The letter is not addressed to the military leaders, but rather to the American people to inform in the process these military leaders that there is a group of troops and vets pledging to the American people that we will do everything lawfully within our power to stop the willful destruction of our military by its own leadership. Now, there are a number of things they're talking about, uh, including uh, causing uh, the military to be invaded by different forms of sexual debauchery and so on, and wokeness. But the bigger effort says this, we, the undersigned, on behalf of hundreds of thousands of service members and the American people, While appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for guidance and purity of intention, mutually pledged to each other that we will do everything in our power through lawful word and action to hold accountable military. A significant portion of the Declaration criticizes the implementation of the COVID-19 vaccine mandate within the military. While implementing the COVID-19 vaccine mandate... Military leaders broke the law, this is part of the letter, broke the law, trampled constitutional rights, denied informed consent, permitted unwilling medical experimentation, and suppressed the free exercise of religion. Service members and families were significantly harmed by these actions. Their suffering continues to be felt financially, emotionally, and physically. Yet you're continuing to ignore our communications regarding these injuries and the laws that were broken experimentation on service members. The moral and physical injuries they help inflict are significant. They betrayed the trust of the service members and the American people. Their actions cause irreparable irreparable harm to the armed forces and the institutions for which we have fought and bled. Powerful. And they take great risks. They take great risks to make those statements. Now, we're going to conclude here with the revelation from Dr. Brett Weinstein. A distinguished professor of evolutionary biology at Evergreen State University or college said the study, there was a study which found one death for every 800 COVID shots that became a game changer. One death for every 800 COVID shots. Here's the conclusion. The global death toll from COVID injections, not the virus, is about 17 million. That came from a September 2023 study titled COVID-19 Vaccine-Associated Mortality in the Southern Hemisphere. Dr. Weinstein said this is a great tragedy of history. Weinstein warned the World Health Organization is preparing troubling new health emergency measures that critics say would have a devastating effect on national sovereignty and free speech. Weinstein explained that the World Health Organization was taken by surprise by a small group of dissidents surrounding the COVID pandemic and injections. To combat what they say is this wrong thing, The World Health Organization is drafting pandemic preparedness plan modifications to prevent similar pushback when the next pandemic arises by the way that they're expecting and, who knows, maybe even creating. Weinstein added that the World Health Organization is looking for a rematch with humanity. The World Health Organization is now revising the structures that allowed the dissidents to upend the narrative, and they're working for a rematch. Said the doctor, hmm, 17 million died from the jab. Did you get that from the President of the United States? Did you get that from the CDC? Did you get that from any official American source? No. Why? Because they're all in cahoots, my friends, for the bigger agenda of a one-world government. And that's the reason they hate Donald Trump. Number one reason. You may not like his tweets. You may not like his attitude. You may not like this, that, or the other about him, and that's fine. I can understand that. But I'm just telling you what the main reason is that they're against him. It's because he says, we're going to make America great again. We're not going to do this uh, global thing. This is not what America is to be part of. And they said, oh, yeah, we've been planning and expecting to do this for 75 years, and you're not going to stop us. We'll do everything we have to do to keep you from doing anything to prevent it. That's what it is. Mark my word, that's exactly what it is. So, what do you think? Was the Florida Surgeon General accurate in some respects? To be able to say, to be willing to say, that the COVID jabs or vaccines were the antichrist of all products? What other products do you know of, other than drugs themselves? What other products do you know of that have caused such disarray, such division, such death? such pervasive disharmony in the world other than the response to COVID. I dare you to think of anything. No product. No, this is the penultimate. But apparently they have another idea to come that's even more threatening. You might talk to Bill Gates about it because he filed the patent for it in 2020. It's to merge a vaccine-type program for your health, also to gain complete dominion over your health care for the government, and in addition to that, to merge all of that with all your financial transactions. What does that lead you to believe? Is there something in the Bible that sounds suspiciously like that? If you can't remember, read the book of Revelation, chapter 13, and you'll figure it out. So I thank you for joining us here on Viewpoint today. As I say, it's conversation with ever-increasing conviction. Hopefully, talk that transforms. Because, friends, we need to know Because if you don't understand, you don't know, all this is going to take you unawares. (laughs) You and your children, your grandchildren, pastors, your people, they're going to be in total shock and disarray, and you're not going to be able to help them unless you just join with them in the misinformation. Become a partner, friends. Do it this year. You haven't done it up till now. Do it this year. Do it today. Send your gifts by Faith to Save America Ministries. Go to the website SaveUs.org.